and welcome to Commagers. I'm Brian Costello. I'm Jim DeSanto. And I'm wearing a large hat. Yes, you are. Katie's wearing a English (laughs) wedding style hat. Uh, Today, we are looking why. (laughs) It is. It is very Turd Ferguson. Uh, Today, we are looking at why it's never a good idea if the groom invites someone he has had sex with to his own wedding. Mm. Um, We're talking about you, Grants, four weddings and a funeral. But first, as always, we'll talk about the most important question of the episode. What are we drinking this episode? What does everybody have? I'm just having ice water with some Woodford Reserve spiced cherry bitters in it. Is something special. Oh. You know, yeah, you've it's created a little, a little change there. Agua okay. fresca <laughs> concoction. Uh, yeah. uh, so we just came back from vacation, and we inherited a bottle of ruby red grapefruit vodka. Deep Eddie in Deep Eddies. Oh, Deep Eddie is a uh, high quality vodka there. So that's this with a little cran raspberry seltzer and mm, a, love it. A little orange slice. Love it's it. Refreshing. Absolutely. Fantastic. Fantastic. It would be a great signature cocktail. Anyone looking for At some suggestions for your wedding cocktail? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So something different. Few, don't just few take, wedding recommendations Don't just take a cocktail here. and rename it. Don't, yes. Don't, don't just take the Manhattan and make it the Knoxville. That's rude. Unless right? you would like the <laughs> Belvedere. If you would like the Belvedere to be your um, signature cocktail, Yes, we will and gladly take a picture and let us know. I think the the Belvedere would be too expensive to make as a cocktail. I'm sure they could would we, use the could well. We, just the fresh yeah, the well. Yeah, could liquor. we use some well? well oh, no, we could some... definitely. It's not the liquor. It's the uh, fresh lemon and honey. Yeah, That's the problem. That is a problem. They could would, we they use would have some to... like country time lemonade powder mix yeah. no, they would swap it out. it's not going to taste as good but that's the that's the deal at, it's a wedding you know, the drinks don't taste good at weddings no, you just drink no a one, lot of them no one can no one can do this we were just at one that had what two options for beers uh a red uh, wine and a white wine and, and it was you cash. Had, what you were the, what were the what were the um beer options um, might i ask the beer options were miller light and lager. oh well, okay how much were they charging for a Miller Lite? No, no Miller Lite and Lager was free. free. Those were included oh, with okay. the reception. But if, right. you, if you wanted, you wanted uh, anything other than that and a red or a white wine, it was cash oh. bar. I, well, that's fine. I would have just drank a lot of well, Miller Lite. Well, I scanned the bar and decided right then that, nope, I'm I'm good because there was it was just not a, it wasn't what anything you I wanted Nothing to, to pay drink. for. Yeah. Yeah. All right, perfect. So wait, I, wait, Brian. Uh, I went with yes. a Miller Lite, by the way. Ah, oh, good choice. Coming back. Very good lager. choice. Coming back around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Right. Uh, I am drinking Iron Mike Pale Ale Ooh. from Moat Mountain Brewery, my favorite uh, brewery in <laughs> uh, North Conway, New Hampshire. No, I like the I like the tagline. What is that? Everybody it. likes big cans. Yes, Everybody we likes do. Big cans. Yes, we do. <laughs> then this is a very big Jim can. Does not. Um, Thank goodness. Okay. <laughs> well, there we go. Um, it's love, and that's what this episode's about. It really love, is. yeah. It really is. Four weddings and a funeral. But first, fact check. Uh, I have to quickly delve back into the world that is mazes and monsters because oh, there were God. two things that I had in my notes that I. I mean, there was so much garbage that it was hard to get to all of them. So upon re um, looking at my notes, two things I quickly wanted to point out. We pointed out how the author of the um, novel 
Yeah. I can't remember her name, nor do I ever want to read the mm, Rana novel. Rana Jaffe. Rana Jaffe. Put her name on. What I missed uh, in my notes that I wanted to talk to is not only did Rona Jaffe get a name above the credits, somebody got an end. You know, usually reserved for the, you know, the likes of uh, a Robert Redford right. or a, you know, a, a Dustin Hoffman, you know, somebody with a lot. Uh, the end in Mazes and Monsters was Chris Makepeace yeah. as JJ. Now, first mm-hmm. of all, I thought Makepeace had to be some kind of fake last name, but apparently that's his last name. Is but what he, I found uh, even... He, I didn't see that. So I don't want to make fun of it in case it maybe yep. was a reason for that. Did not say that anywhere. Mm-hmm. That's not even the biggest deal that his name is Chris Makepeace. Okay. Um, it's how disturbing that JJ, if somebody says JJ to you, right? You think it's J period J. Mm-hmm. No, no. They spelled it out. J-A-Y. J-A-Y. Yeah. No. J- like you would the- think it's someone like... Uh- like me, I, if I, in an alternate universe, because my name's James Joseph. Mm-hmm. You could be a JJ. I could be a JJ we, because. We my, talked about having yeah. a JR or a, a JG. We sure did. Because we weren't going to have a gym. It was like, we could be, we could have a JJ. JJ. No. We weren't um, going to spell it like but, that. Yeah, no. Jay, we so spell it like in that. order for that version of JJ to work, that this movie posits. His name would have to be Jason, Jason, whatever the fuck his last name was. Child prodigy. Child prodigy. 16-year-old throwing the raging parties at college. Second part, which is maybe, I I don't know how we missed this part. Maybe the most batshit crazy part of this entire film. Tom Hanks has gone into his schizophrenic alter ego Pardue. Pardue. He has disappeared. Pardue, he has disappeared. Um, and JJ, Daniel, and Kate are in Pardue's room right. looking for him. And Kate says, It's happening again. As if this happened with her relationship with somebody yeah. the year prior. They had another person in the floor. They had another person. Oh. So this happened before. This adds a whole new level. Yeah. I know. Um, I do remember that now. Um, it's just like there was so much else going on with this movie that it was hard to like focus on that but you're right there is that whole entry scene where they're like we need to find a fourth player and I think you're you're supposed to believe that person graduated or something until she says that and then you're like oh Oh, he also went mentally insane he is now a knight of the or is Kate Finch mentally insane? Is this all really her story oh, she's right. telling from an insane oh. asylum? Do you think this is a Jacob's Ladder scenario? Is oh. this a Jacob Ladder situation yeah, where I she is reliving? So. I don't know. Also, I'd just like to give a huge shout out to uh, Brett Buckridge, who responded online to us to all our pertinent res life mm-hmm. questions about candle use, yeah. um, which, uh, you know, would not be legal. Um, yeah under modern standards, but back then, who knows? And he even commented that, in fact, a student could be expelled for activities off of campus. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. theoretically, they could have been um, kicked out. All right. It. And thank you, Brett. That is great. It's the closest uh, thing that we've got was... to an expert on expert. 
Yeah. And that was more interesting. His response was more interesting than anything in the entire film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I took Agreed. more joy out of that response than I did out of the movie. So Same. that is Mazes and Monsters fact check. Now it is time for four weddings and a funeral. Katie, rundown mm, time. Rundown. Uh, I took longer for this one, which means it's probably not going to be as good. Here we go. Charlie is the perpetual wedding guest. Perpetually late. Clothes always messed. He and his waspy single friends don't want to settle down. Charlie especially just wants to sleep around. Charlie, not an angel, quite the devil, until he meets meets Carrie, who gets on his level. All seems lovely, headed toward bliss, until Carrie marries the rich Scotsman with one May-December kiss. The sexually free American makes Charlie's head spin. Will societal norms, morality, the marriage construct, or love actually win? <laughs> I love there you go. Love I love that there, love, but... love actually win here. <laughs> yeah. So 1994, Four Weddings and a Funeral comes out, mm-hmm. uh, a film written by Richard Curtis, uh, who is the director and screenwriter of many of our favorite romantic comedies, mm-hmm. a number one being Love Actually. Right. Um, but this film i would say uh in many ways is people of our age um their first introduction to a richard curtis film uh first introduction in many cases to you grant Mm. who looked wildly young in this and not that he's aged badly but he looks so young in this and i remember in 94 that this was you have to remember, we've talked about a couple early 90s films here, like mm-hmm. Pulp Fiction and other mm-hmm. things like this, where smaller type films were starting to become more prevalent in the mainstream. And this is the first film of this type from England that I remember seeing, being mm-hmm. aware of. You know, there wasn't like a BBC America or something now where right. younger people would watch on cable. So to see an English film... You know, my idea of an English film prior to this probably would have been something like Howard's End or mm-hmm. I'm trying to think some of the other any ones that had been Jane nominated. Yes, any of the Jane Austen's, movies. all those Merchant Ivory ones mm-hmm. that when we were in high school and stuff like that mm-hmm. were being nominated mm-hmm. for Academy Awards. Pink and Panther. this was something. Ooh, well, well, Peter Sellers, true. Mm-hmm. I didn't think about it. But this was something different. Money Python. Um, yeah, it's 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 uh it's definitely like in that time, like I would consider this sort of like it's very clearly as you watch this, like a stepping stone towards love, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, it's not absolutely. it's not perfected so much of it in is. a way yeah. I think love actually is in the way he captures uh, relationships. But it is uh, there's a lot of really cool and funny things in this movie um, that is clearly like his as I watched this, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, this is Richard Curtis. Like. He is he is focused on very similar dynamics in his movies um, that make them very interesting because I think it's I think it is a really interesting point of view, which is it's not um, you know he likes to take relationships and look at interesting relationships and kind of figure out maybe figure out why they work maybe just observe them, um, but yeah it's uh it's it's pretty uh. I enjoyed it. It was the first time Katie and I have seen it. Yep. Neither of us had seen it. Oh, before. really? You Our guys have never watching. seen it before. Yeah. Yep. 
Wow. And I'm trying to think. I can't remember if Aileen had seen it long. It might have been her first as well. She's a big U Grant fan, so mm-hmm. she watched it. Um, and I think to me, it's exactly what Jim said that made this film interesting is that so much of what a Richard Curtis movie is and love actually, which we'll do is our Christmas movie this year Yay. is I think a cl- as close to perfect as you can get for a movie that has humor, love, dry- you know what I mean? But so many of his movies have similar themes and so much of what was in that movie, he was maybe giving a test run with here. Yeah. He's much more, it's, it's not as nearly refined as his later work, which I guess is not surprising if we talk about, you know, when we did The Notebook and we yeah. talked about this being like Nicholas Sparks' first novel mm-hmm. and you could tell, you know, that he wasn't more refined and stuff. And that plays out, I think, in this movie in some ways. Uh, he had done a lot of TV, uh, very big TV writer for some great shows, um, Black Adder, which is a big one for people over mm-hmm. in England who watch it. But this is amongst really his first notable attempt at a movie with four weddings and a funeral. And it got him a lot of credit. What stood out about it? I mean, there's, I think there's some flaws in it, but I think there's also some really interesting things, especially if you like Richard Curtis movies mm-hmm. in it. Would you like to begin? No, you go ahead. So I think Jim already touched on, but so I really, I enjoyed the relationships between the characters. I liked the group of friends and I felt like the portrayal of their kind of like college friendship uh, that has grown and matured. um, It felt very real University, please. (laughs) Yes, Um, please. Do the whole show in an accent. I don't know if I very frequently look at friendships in film and feel... Like they are relatable. real friendships. Exactly. This felt like a real group of friends, you know, of yes. like of that they, they sometimes don't see each other in between the weddings, and like that's where they all kind of like catch up, and that you just get these little bits and pieces, you know, of their stories. You don't need the full scale. Um, you know, you never really get like Hugh Grant's roommate's story. Like she's right. a minor character, but, but but like great minor characters. Um, you know, I like that they as a group are a character through the through yes. the film. Yep. You know, um, which he, even though which he plays again, it's something he does a lot. Obviously, again, um, Love Actually, he weaves it in with in a larger way, but also in Notting Hill. Yeah, which I think I had some ways forgotten because that's such a big dynamic in his Notting Hill that he's refining and carrying over unbelievably inclusive movie in terms of the type of characters for 94. Again, I agree. Maybe well over a decade, I would say, ahead of where a lot of mainstream films and also restrained in the fact that they didn't like come out and be like, oh, they're the gay couple. Mm -hmm. They just existed. Yep, it was not. It was it was not trying to um, wasn't Harvey Firestein and Independence Day. <laughs> right. No, but it also wasn't like waving the rainbow flag and making yes. a political statement. It was just normalized. This is life. Right. And I mean, you still definitely got that, that like they didn't have all of the rights that their heterosexual oh, yeah. f- friends had, mm-hmm. you know, but that. You know, his partner could be the person eulogizing him at his funeral in 1994, frankly, uh, was 
you know, I think beyond what was happening in the United States at that time. Yep. Um, and so it definitely for me at that point, I was like, oh, yep, this is a British film because I don't think you would have seen that in a in a film in the U.S. in the 90s. I mean, like we had Philadelphia, but to me, that was like a that was a statement film. Right. Yeah. yeah okay. Oh, yeah. Yes. That, again, yes like, absolutely. Was that just, wasn't about. Yeah. I right. completely agree. And that you had, I did think like that, you know, there was a bit of a stereotype of the, the American woman being the loose. Yeah. Like, well, so I, I, I want to hold on that. Let, let's hold yeah. on that. <laughs> she was very sexually liberated. Was yes. she though? She was. I, I, I want to, I, I, I mean, I don't know we're ready to talk married. about the negatives. I'm going to talk about this. The yeah. Well, I actually no. Liberated. Let's talk about it right now because okay. Richard. One of the elements of a Richard Curtis film, I feel, if you look at all of them, is a strong take on Americans. Um, uh, yep. And in terms of how they're portrayed, and if you look at a lot of them, the way Andy McDowell. Back from Groundhog Day, who we've all said when we watch Groundhog Day, I'll admit, I'm not a huge Andy McDowell fan, just in general. This I didn't sold her for me. I am, I, am, I am not in the Andy McDowell fan club. She is effing terrible in this movie. Yeah, not a fan. Um, but it, her in this, the way Julia Roberts is portrayed in Notting Hill, think about the way American women are portrayed yeah. in Love Actually. Wait, wait, wait um, a second, though. In Love Actually, I think it's a little different. And might be a little more evolved, which is that I, to me, that whole Colin storyline is almost uh, hyper realistic. Yeah, like yeah, it yeah. does not. Yeah. It's almost like this isn't real. But I mean, you could. I, I, you don't even have to say American women. You could say Americans. Billy Bob Thornton is the president. Yeah, in love yeah, actually. that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. I just think he has a very strong take on Americans. I, I know, well, what's her name though? I guess. Uh, is Laura Linney. Laura Linney. No, it's not every American, but, but I think I, there's yeah. certainly a view he has of I, them. So sure. I, I've only been to England once, but it was as a 19 year old girl, and so I feel mm -hmm. like I had a little, a little bit of a insight to culture. It felt like a very sexualized culture <laughs> to me. Yeah. Like as, as an American, I felt like there was a notion of like you could go there as an american woman and have folks throw themselves at you i guess it is, maybe it was that the idea was like that we would sleep with anyone but it felt to me like well they must have all be having a whole lot of sex well apparently the only thing they do at weddings is have sex. Yeah. Can we yeah. discuss Accor that? According to did, the movie. Yeah. i i i mean did have i been to many weddings is is that all that's going on is just everybody's having sex at weddings because this film <laughs> imagines a world much. where I mean, everybody, everybody yeah. is getting down getting in the mulch, the in the hotel rooms, <laughs> getting it on. They don't care. Um, they all have awful teeth. Do we know anybody <laughs> who's a dentist? Do we? I, if if you listen to our show and you are a dentist, I would like someone to explain to me why does Britain have why such bad uh, and oral... is that a reason that healthcare. we do not want a national health care system oh, because they have one over there? They don't have good. Mm -hmm. Is that the byproduct of a national health care system? Um, Meanwhile, we but, have an eight year old getting orthodontia. That's happening in the United I know. States. Oh, don't so. worry. Our seven, our seven year old is yeah. about to join forces. Yeah. Maybe they could share a key, one of those keys oh, that's been oh, to save some money. Um, do people like going to weddings? 
Oh, that's a great question. Do you think, do people really genuinely like to go to weddings? Like Brian, we were very excited to come to your wedding for many reasons. Um, they, you know, and I think like in those years where you have seven weddings, it sucks to be the sixth or seventh wedding in somebody's year because I'm not bringing as much excitement to that. Yeah. You know, we're at a different place in our lives now where we get like one a year and that's kind of fun. I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised when I enjoy the wedding that I go to. Mm, So I, I would say I'm not looking forward to weddings, but I'll absolutely go and, 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 and not bring like a bad attitude towards it, but I'm usually like surprised when I when I have a good time. We went to a really fun one at the Please Touch Museum this year. Where yeah, that was costumes great. were involved. There's a carousel. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that the last cool. couple we've been to have been great. We yeah. went to uh, Jimmy's and we went to. Oh, Jimmy's was fun. That was fun. Jimmy Costanza. We went to uh, Dave and Matt's. That was a good. Dave's one. and Matt's was great. <laughs> so people like people like weddings. Why? Sometimes. sometimes, sometimes people sometimes. like like weddings. It's it's. I think you go fifty fifty on it. Yeah. I think it depends I on how much did you a, like the people. Yeah. I thought they did a good job of portraying how weddings are, though. Yeah. Agreed. Like, you end up running into the same cast of characters, by and large. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the the awkward old people. Yep. Always. <laughs> oh, man. That old man was so funny. Always. Obviously, I am not at, the bride nor the groom. Uh, Clearly, I am neither. there. Um, and then I think they do a fairly good job of letting people know how miserable it is to actually be in a wedding yeah. if it's not your oh, wedding. all of the oh, awkwardness, God. the awkward conversations, the seating arrangements. The, I thought the, the scene where Hugh Grant is at the table with all of his exes was like kind of ridiculous, but also funny, you know, because I feel like well, there that's is perfect. Yeah, there is always Hugh that Grant. moment of like yeah. realizing like, who am I sitting with? Yeah, the Richard—that's the Richard Curtisness that I think we all love and and make allowances for, which is that like he likes to have those awkward situations and see people put through them, but not in like a mean spirited way. It's always yeah. in this like, yeah, yeah. So I I, I thought it was great. That that might have been my favorite part of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, can Nobody we take a does moment? that better than him. Can we yeah, take a moment way, on you. Hugh Grant while we're yes. discussing him? Absolutely. So in the poll, we got into a, a little bit of discussion about yeah. Hugh Grant. Drew, Drew Pigeon said, uh, you know, he's never watched a movie because of Hugh Grant. And I paused to think about it. I think the reason that I like Hugh Grant movies is because I like the character that Hugh Grant always plays. And I couldn't think of a movie where he deviates from that character. And because of that, I think I have assumed that that's just who he is. Yeah. And that then I want to just hang out with him. It's not so oh, much about you his want to acting. hang out with Bridget, Bridget, Bridget Jones, you grant. Uh, I guess he's a little bit of a jerk in that one. Yeah. Isn't he yeah. the bad guy in Paddington too? Yes, he is. People he's love Paddington too. He's so good in that. We I watched forgot it, about you Paddington. Need to watch it. Paddington, Paddington really too. And, and they talked about it on Unspooled a bunch at the end of the year. Yeah, it, they both thought it was like one of the best movies of the year, and it, it was is a lot of fun. Really good, yeah. really good. You Grant said it's probably the best film he's ever made. Well, and now that I think about it, that is a movie where he is a very he is different an character, off the wall <laughs> character. And I don't want to spoil it because it, it kind of his character, the, the, all his character traits sort of play into the plot of the movie. Um, you got to watch it. You got to watch it. But I love Hugh Grant. Yeah. I do. I love him. 
he's i, I think he's hard not him. to love yeah i'll watch anything he makes and it's okay nobody, if he's the same character yeah but because nobody plays those awkward situations Ugh. quite like him There's do you know and i think it's him. a tough thing at uh, british shows do it really well the only other one I could think of of awkward situations who plays it as well, but it's a more cringeworthy awkward situation is Ricky Gervais. Yeah. Mm. When he would do the British office yes. and uh, you know, his shows, but that's the, a whole different sexiness, right? Like, no, so but it's yes. He grants us the awkward and we still want to sleep with him. And right? he, like he, and, he yeah. And Ricky Gervais, both of those things. Ricky Gervais has no interest in keeping the character likable. No. No, no. So it's completely different. But also this ability. And I, I'm sure it's why Richard Curtis works with you, Grant, because yeah. nobody can deliver these pages of dialogue that you grant has to deliver in scenes. Yeah. You yeah. know, when he's at that table with all those ex-girlfriends, that's pages of dialogue mm -hmm. that he's going and through. I There's a couple of other instances face. of that. I well, love his face when he's thinking. I like wonder he's not speaking. I wonder how much of what he became was because of him working with Curtis on this movie. Because it, yeah. one of the things I read in an article was that he was really concerned about the comedy in this film because it seemed like Richard Curtis kept asking him to miss all the marks of like where the jokes should live. Oh, interesting. And that he was not hitting all yeah. the beats of like this is where a joke this is where that joke hits. Like here, that and he said he realized like throughout the filming of the movie that Richard Curtis was really interested in not hitting those beats because he wanted he wanted the reality of the situation to be funny, not like the characters cracking jokes. Right. I love that because then, then, when you think about that and who he is in film, he is always the guy where there's like there is there's like an extra moment right and right? he, he tried and it, then you get to look at his face <laughs> right and, and then even for side characters it's not like they're trying to be funny it's just that they react in a completely human way and the situation is funny i love it yeah and 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 he definitely has ramped that up over the years right mm -hmm. like um yeah that's great yeah. that's good that's good stuff i, uh, I love I his brother you... i love the brother uh, I love, I, I, like, the brother's uh, great the characters are so good in this movie yeah well and you I always would agree... get with the richard sorry no go ahead you know i just no, i think Andrew mcdowell Curtis... is the weak link i i, I agree absolutely with that. that though i love seeing Without a leading question. woman with curly hair so. that's fine there's oh. there's other sure. curly hair women that would have yeah like Minnie driver would have killed this role i love Minnie driver you're right. Yeah. You're right. She would have been better. Any, was she the, too she young? Better. She was. was probably she too young yeah, at this probably. point. Probably. But like they, along at, that line, Marissa though. Tomei was up for this role. Would have been oh, way better. She? I don't yes. love thinking about her in this role. Way I better. I, don't. I think anybody. I don't like, know if I see her in this role either. I, I listen. I might see anybody role, over Andy McDowell. Though. Andy McDowell <laughs> is so awful in this movie. Mm. It was distracting to the point of like, I have no interest in watching this movie again. Because she is that bad. It ruins the entire romantic thread of this film. Hmm. Like, there's what no. What do you think it was about her? So, because now this is two movies we've had with her. She's a bad actress. Did... I know, but what do you she's think it is that people Mike were too. were going towards her though? <laughs> I have do you know no I mean? like, idea because the, the, both these films were wildly successful. You know, and I mean, Groundhog I went online Day and started reading movie. reading some things today because I wanted to see if other people felt this because like. It was my immediate gut reaction was like, holy crap, she was glaringly terrible in this movie 
around a cast of characters that were that were great. And there is a ton of information about Andy McDowell being terrible in this movie. <laughs> but um, there's there's a lot of stuff that um, on the AV Club they wrote. The, the, there's an article. It was basically like romance is the weakest aspect of the movie, even though it's still it's great. <laughs> yeah. Um, and there's even a there's even a quote from uh, Camille Najani uh, saying like he defended her. Saying, "Is it real? Is it still raining?" I hadn't noticed that line where they're like out in the rain yes. at the end, which is she can't deliver. The it. ADR, like, it. the no. ADR she, is so bad. Is it a, the so, ADR where it's oh, it's so, so like, bad. It's but like, every, I made a note of it. It's some of the worst ADR I've seen but, in a major film but ever. Everything maybe. that she she's trying to deliver is terrible. Yeah, I don't believe her as like a mysterious, promiscuous woman, like. Everything just seems like to me. It was almost like she was having a mental break. Like I, I didn't understand. Like yeah, and was she? I mean, because that's funny. So the first time that Charlie sleeps with her, he doesn't get that she's joking, right? And I think it's played a little bit as like he's not used to having a woman who's joking about the institution of marriage. Because so they, you know, they sleep together and. And then he wakes up and she's getting ready to leave and basically says, like, so have you thought about how you're going to propose to me? Because I thought that since we slept together now, like, obviously, we're going to get married and it sends him reeling. But I think part of the issue is, again, it's her delivery of that where he says, like, oh, you're joking. It doesn't feel it like been, it doesn't feel like a joke. Yeah, it would have yeah. been great to see like a Sharon Stone in that role. Yeah. Yeah, this or was I was thinking like Kim Cattrall or like yeah, Kim Cattrall. Yeah, because yep, I think she's got the comedy chops of like. Yes, uh, I love that she doesn't look like your average well, leading woman in the 1990s. But Julia she's Roberts, it, like, I don't see, you know, I'll take Julia Roberts any day. Any, any of, any of the. No, you're right. Uh, Throw Julia Roberts in there. She I'm was in. a leading woman for for whatever reason. She, she was, was a, not That's a great true. actress, and she was no, a model, right. so she was considered one of the prettiest women. I'm not in saying the world. she wasn't That's beautiful. She got her. She's beautiful. Yeah, but you're right. I, I would I would prefer Julia Roberts. You can't watch this movie. Like I literally was watching this movie, going, "How did they edit this? Like, like and how who is he- costuming her? She wears a trench coat <laughs> to Hugh Grant's wedding. Why is she wearing a trench? She's coat? wearing she some sort of a guy. suit, a blazer, a trench coat in every scene, or the flannel shirt. And <laughs> she has uh, a flannel well, shirt on. I just heard like she was almost hating Christensen esque, maybe even worse in her delivery <laughs> well, of dialogue. I think, she, in this I think film. she. I think she was probably worse. I, Hayden Christensen, his dialogue delivery in the fan or excuse me, the, the prequels. I I blame on the writing. Yeah, I do too. His, so. <laughs> I, I'll give him a break. Everybody else is de- delivering their lines perfectly. Everyone in else this in this film. movie is so alive, and and yeah. you want to get to know That's them. True. And I have no fucking. I wouldn't want to be in the same room with this woman. <laughs> she's creepy as hell. Yeah, I. And it's the central character. Like he's supposed to be infatuated with her for God yeah. knows what reason. Yeah. You're right. That doesn't sell. It doesn't sell that she that it she, ruins this movie. Yeah, yeah. Right. I, and I get well, it. I, I think we are we we have been spoiled now on romantic comedies that are absolutely hilarious with great acting. Yeah. And back then, it was not so much the case. Now, do you know who they could have brought in? 
Sybil Shepard. She was a two old They could have had Sybil Shepard mm-hmm. coming off of Chances Are. It could have been Jennifer Grey. She could Gray. play a romantic comedy. Oh, man. That, uh, this was, this was post-nose job, Jennifer uh, Grey. Nobody no, knew who she was. I don't think so. Oh, I think so. Yeah, I, I think, think so. By 94. Oh, I thought she did. I don't think so. Yeah, remember, Dirty Dancing was 87. No, I know. She did it I think not she took long some time. after that. Oh, I thought I thought she waited. Mm. What about the scene where we need, we need Andy date. McDowell starts r- talking about all the men she slept with? Yeah, that was very yeah, interesting. She couldn't pull it off. That's what that's what made me think of like someone like um it's funny cuz she's on Dax Shepard this week, but I, I I was like in my head I'm like if thinking of people who could play this role now like someone like Busy Phillips, mm. who oh, yeah. is like hilarious, because that scene right there, it needs to be delivered like in a certain way, which is like that character needs to know and act like every time she goes on to the next one is adding like another piece of funny to the puzzle. Right, and she reads it like she's fucking shopping for groceries. Right, it is terribly delivered. Well, and so I, so that was a moment where I felt that. So my issue with the film was that I never believed her attachment to Charlie. Yeah, because it, it always felt one sided. It wow, felt like yeah, agreed. It felt like Charlie she was, was infatuated. infatuated with her, but that she never returned it. Yeah. Also, like reading that list and and, and going through it in the way she did. That's psychopath would yeah. do that no agreed and then even at the end when she recounts like why she has divorced or whatever is separated from the scotsman hamish it is so there's no so it's not like charlie was unavailable and then yeah. she found another guy like she just got engaged to another guy so like clearly he's kind of been like pining for her waiting for yeah. her she shows up and is just like yeah i'm engaged Here's my man. We see her wedding. She looks but completely I, infatuated with her husband. Like, it's not like you see this as, like, this is a business yeah, arrangement. Yeah, but can we get back to one second? She tells him she's engaged, and then she sleeps with him. Absolutely true. Yeah. So it seems like, but but I never see, like, an emotional connection there. I, not a connection, but that just seems like eh, you're my side piece, right? Like you're, yeah. you're just, yeah, I think, cute. I think it's interesting. Cause I think progressing, he does a much better job casting leading women yeah. in the roles that he writes. Like Renee Zellweger is great in Bridget Jones, yeah. uh, Julia Roberts, obviously in Notting Hill, well, but I, I all the say, women in love actually. So part I think, of that though is also the writing, right? Where like her character is never given the lines that would make us believe <laughs> See, that I think, she feels I think she might, if it was a funnier, better actress, it might've been okay. Yeah, I think it was I, a I think you might've been able to sell it. Mm. Like, um, I think I'm it's, trying to think. Like, the development well, that's of her relationships period. doesn't quite make sense to me. Like the the way that her marriage works out and then falls apart, like and her explanation of it as like as why it happened, it was like it turns out we just weren't right for each other. Like yeah, I, yeah. like duh. Well, she I mean, delivered. Like, no, here's yeah. the thing though. I saw that line as like she delivered it poorly, and and in a way that made us like go, well, whereas if she just if she changed the delivery of that line. It's like everything was his fault, mm, right? Like interesting. Like, because if we go back and watch it, I am almost one hundred percent sure she basically says that. She doesn't say 
we weren't right for each other. She says, turns out he was not the guy for me. I don't think she does. I'm pretty sure. I think she See, makes it about both of them. But here's we where I'm more on Jim. Yeah. Something like that. Here's, here's where I'm more on Jim's side with this one is that I think all the other female characters in the movie are written very well and very interesting. Yeah. So oh, I especially don't... the one that's well, yeah, but pining you're talking for about him. writing. Right. So yeah. like but that's so what I'm saying. I think lines, he wrote or is it... I think it's her de- I think it's her delivery. I think when you put her up against you Grant and all these other people who are just can deliver it's almost like how certain people do not work in Aaron Sorkin shows. Mm-hmm. Not to kill a mockingbird. I'm talking about good <laughs> Aaron Sorkin yeah, stuff. Yeah. Like Rob Lowe did not work well with him in the West Wing when you watch West Wing. Mm. But Bradley Whitford was amazing. Now Rob Lowe's still a good actor, but he just for what he wasn't suited for that Aaron Sorkin style of writing and monologue and all that type of stuff. Andy McDowell in no way, shape, or form fits yeah. in a R- Richard well, Curtis style. So here's what I'm going to say dialogue. though. So I can run through Hugh Grant's group of friends and say that we get a tidbit from every one of them about relationship, about who they are in relationship, about how other people treat them, what they're looking for, yada, yada. Her, we don't. We yeah, get that she sleeps with a lot of guys. Around it? So we get that she marries a guy who's apparently three times her age. I certainly didn't think he was supposed to be that old. But the portrayal is that she very much is in love with him. Like... You don't get the impression that she's being forced to marry him, no, that no, no. Are, right? Like, but yeah, you're right. But I think he was hoping that the rest of it would make up for it, which hmm. is like you wanted to keep that part of it sort of off the books, so that in the end you're kind of like wondering what's going to happen at that final wedding. Well, is she? Here's my question: Is she a character or is she a plot device? I think she's a plot, plot device. device because because if you think about it, you never see her in any way other than through his eyes. I totally agree, ne- but that's what's very strange to me. Uh, is no, that- so, see her with the brother. That's not true. And the brother is the one who brings up the fact that he knows that his his brother's in love with someone else because yeah, of their interactions. No, I don't think you can say that you see her with the brother. That's still with Hugh Grant. Right, that's still with Charlie. Yeah, I mean, no, you know, no, 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 there's another scene too where the gay, yes, where the gay guy, uh, I uh, the one that dies, the one that dies, I don't know his name, uh, Gareth, he says to him, We sat at a table, yeah, with she's lovely and she's lovely. I so, really my like point her. is, maybe we're not, yeah, so yeah. maybe we're not seeing that. I, I just I don't think know. that that's there's, a flaw. I think that I, I think, think there's think a flaw there in terms the of the biggest the flaw in this movie is Andy McDowell. If anyone else is, if there are other people, I'm looking at the list of, I just, biggest actresses of the 90s, and there are so many people okay. on here, I'm like, holy crap, if that person. I would person- just like to place blame equally on the writing of her character and her acting. But I, 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 I understand why they would do that with the writing, which is to keep it sort of, I think he really did want her to be mysterious, mysterious and... 
But yeah. even to the end, like I just felt like when she showed up at his wedding, <laughs> right, that right. then we would get the answer. Then we would find Maybe. out like why did she marry that guy? Because the, yeah. to me, no, that's, that's a big that's a fair question. Critique. That's yeah, a yeah. big unanswered question. Yeah, it's a right? fair. Like, it's fair. I wanted to hear something about like that you know that he wasn't who he presented himself as or yeah. like something right yeah. he was a, a horrible looking human like what well, there wasn't well, he like was the, he was very rich you didn't get, and he, like his speech even you know as a politician i'm not used to being upstaged by women there so there's nothing in his character that makes you think like oh she would You're totally confusing marry two, him. two different speeches there no that's her husband the, the scotsman doesn't he say if you've been in politics at all in the past, whatever, you've been upstaged by women oh, because no, I of Margaret he... Thatcher, right? No, I thought that I thought was a he... Thatcher yes. joke. Yes, I'm so sorry. that was a Margaret I Thatcher mis- joke. I misunderstood that or misheard that. You're used to being upstaged right. by women. I see. All right. Two, two good things to end on a note But here. I didn't think it would the happen you... at my wedding. Gotcha. Yes, there you go. The use of Rowan Atkinson. <laughs> AKA Mr. Bean. Which was basically like priest. a Mr. Bean skit inserted in which, the film. I love yes, that he which, is always Richard, Richard, just Mr. Bean. Yeah, Mr. Bean, Richard Curtis oh, goes on a, to write a number of. Yes, he totally uh, is Mr. Bean in Love Actually. He's, no, no, he's not Mr. Bean. You don't know Mr. Bean then? No, Mr. The, Bean would not the, be. I mean, you know who he is, but the. And a yes, but that's. Holly. No, no, no. Yeah, no, no, but no, Mr. No. Bean doesn't even talk. Mr. In Love Bean's Actually. like. Um, Mr. Bean would never even speak. He doesn't speak. Yeah. It, the character yes. doesn't talk, but it's more like uh, a buffoon. That, like, yes. It's not like a, in Love Actually, he's the, he's the puppet master in Love Actually. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. But I still, but okay, fine, fine. All right. So, but here's my care. The, the things we start to see, the portrayal of Americans, the, the mm-hmm. differing things that, that pulls together. Also, the Love Actually key song in Love yep. Actually yes. is in this film. Jim, we have a clip of the the, the real version, not the, the Christmas version. I don't even version. think this is the real version, though. Well, this is the, the, this version, is the version from the movie. So this from, is from yeah. the movie soundtrack here, this great song. Yeah, I don't know if this is the real one, though. This is the one they used for the video for Love Actually. Yeah. Or, excuse me, they, yeah. they turn this... Of course, for Love Actually, they turn it into a Christmas song, yeah. which I had forgotten about, and I couldn't die laughing except die laughing when I heard yeah, that they yeah, use this. Yeah. Now, my only issue with the use of this song is I was watching this film, and I thought that there was a better song that could have been used that also came out in 1994. And I think the second biggest mistake besides casting Andy McDowell in this film was not putting the following song from 1994 in this film. Jim, play a selection of the song that everybody in 1994 loved. I, this is the song that should have been in the movie. I don't, I didn't have no, okay. Just play the, this is the song that should have been in this film. Yes. John Cicada. Here we go. You remember this song, I'm sure, everybody. Great video. John Cicada. Oh, I, I don't know what this is, Brian. I don't. I don't know what Chasing was happening in Cornwall and Hudson. Did you actually on, know dude. this song? Yeah, that this song was on VH1 all the time. Here's the chorus. You don't know John Cicada, right? You would have ruined yeah, right. both enough. movies. That's, both movies ruined, yeah. right there, by John. Uh, I just well, I love that, that they they 
bring that back in love actually and Mm -hmm. kind of make a joke out of it yeah Um, it's great i couldn't believe that they had done that yeah and there were a lot of there were a lot of references in this movie that i would like to go back and maybe categorize if we can skip all the andy mcdowell scenes but there were yes. like references to not only Love Actually, but I think other things as well. We're gonna rewatch it, and you're gonna watch every single scene with yes. Andy McDowell. Ugh, Andy yep. McDowell. Um, all right, so that is uh, four weddings. We didn't even talk about the funeral because funerals are sad. Oh, the four funeral weddings and funeral. Was excellent, though. <laughs> yes. and the, yeah, I, well I done. thought that was Very really well done. well done, and I was thinking about how. I, you know, it's tough to throw in a very somber moment in a movie that is a romantic comedy, mm-hmm. but I felt like it really did serve a purpose, and it was, oh yeah, it was well so acted, beautiful. very well acted, yeah. yeah. And that that poem he read is uh was pretty incredible, yeah, yeah, it was really good. Uh, I gave this film on our letterboxed account three and a half stars. Wow, three and a half. Three and a half. I thought you grant, and I also gave it. I gave it an extra half star for I think establishing a kind of Richard Curtis foundation for film. So that's where the extra half star. So yep, probably yep, yep. anywhere between a three to a three and a half star. So like, all right, wait, well, one more thing. Go ahead. Well, yeah. Closing on the on the whole like '90s women thing. Like, I think what he was going for should have been more like Susan Sarandon in Bull Durham. Mm. Oh yeah, and Good, what he absolutely. hit was like this weird no effect person that wants to have sex which is terrifying everybody she's like kate finch she should it, get in so get herself into a game of mazes and monsters were the rest of the actors and actresses actually british like is andy yes. mcdowell the only american actress in the movie uh, probably I there's that guy from be. texas yeah but like yeah. he's so not that's an actor. interesting when you think about that, right? Like how so how the casting would happen there in yeah. terms of like well they were well, also to be fair they this was not like a Richard nothing. Curtis film yeah this was Mike Newell so Richard <laughs> Curtis wasn't directing he did he wasn't pulling it. the strings here they might have needed a name and yeah Andy so McDowell that's it I'm just wondering name. like you know in that sort yeah. of scenario how much choice do they have over which maybe not American much. actress they get no yeah. that could mm-hmm. it's a fair point might not be much all right. Uh, so that is for weddings and funeral. Now it is time for game of the week. And this week's game of the week is higher or lower. Are the following films ranked higher or lower than the film we watched mm-hmm. for this week's show? So uh, I picked a couple movies that we have done this year. Our one-year anniversary is rapidly approaching, uh, and we will, believe it or not, uh, is almost upon us. So I went all the way back to one of our earliest episodes. Is Four Weddings and a Funeral better or worse than Something About Mary? Would you rank Something About Mary higher or lower them four weddings and a funeral katie you just confused me uh sorry so four weddings is higher yes. than there's something about mary okay jim <laughs> yeah same mm-hmm. same yep okay uh how about can't hardly wait mm-hmm. can't hardly wait higher than four weddings and a funeral same yep same okay perfect Keep it how going, about Brian. andy mcdowell and bill murray mm-hmm in Groundhog Day. Groundhog Day is lower than Four Weddings and a Funeral. Agreed. Ooh. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, wait. Wow. Let's say one more to go. Could be a mm-hmm. clean uh, sweep here for you guys. This one was easy, um, right? How about Mean Girls? Higher. Mean Girls is higher than four weddings and a funeral. Agreed. Okay. Boom. You guys all agreed. <laughs> I would go... Um, I would put something about Mary above oh, four wow. weddings and a funeral. Uh, can't hardly wait miles above because mm-hmm. it's awesome. Groundhog Day, maybe a push because I love Bill Murray. Um, it's a battle of which performance is worse for Andy McDowell. I think okay. she was actually better in Groundhog yes, Day she was. than she was in this. Um, and Mean Girls, I put below four weddings and a funeral. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, so I thought I thought all of them. Uh, yeah, we haven't done what I started to realize when we were doing this. We have not done a large number of just outright comedies. Mm, We've done right. a decent number of, um, I guess you would call romantic comedy type stuff. But all right, so that is our game of the week, and now it is time for five questions. You want answers? You want answers? answers. I want the truth. Makes a man, Mr. Lebowski. What the fuck is the internet? Who are you? Why? Every time makes me laugh. The best part of I love the, the show. The, the new week. the new Jay and Silent Bob movie is called Jay and Silent Bob Reboot, and they're just spoofing how all these things are being rebooted. And and it's like the Jay and Silent Mob Bob movie that was being made in the first movie is being rebooted in Hollywood in oh, this is time. It really? And they're going to stop that reboot from happening. <laughs> oh, God. I, I'm looking forward to that one. Yeah. Um, all right. So Jim is answering five questions <laughs> this am. week. All right. Here we go. Question one. Uh, a little change up here from what we had come up with. Thumbs up or thumbs down on John Cicada. Play a little bit more of John Cicada music for us, Jim. You changed just a that. Little no, I deleted that tab. More John. I took it off. All right. No. But, so is that a thumbs down on John Cicada? It is. It's not what you have yeah. in here in the document, but it's I, I know. Yeah. All right. Thumb down. All right. Uh, question two. Uh, at a wedding, would you rather have a band performing or mm. a DJ performing? This what would is, you prefer? This is tricky. Um. I would love to have a band, but it needs to be one of those bands that you end up paying a shit ton of money for because it needs to have, you know, 10 people in it. A band that we, that no one we know has enough money for. Yeah, right. Like, and I'm not saying it needs to be like a famous band, but like the best wedding bands, they, they get paid a shit ton of money. Um, if you're not going to go to that level of having a band, then just get a DJ and have fun with it. Mm-hmm. Or just so, bring your iPod. Yeah, that works too. All right. Uh, question number three. I We have four wedding questions and one funeral question on five questions this week. Uh, so this is our funeral-based question. Uh, a song I would want to have played at my funeral is... Oh, dude, I have no idea. This blank. is so hard. I thought for so long, about three minutes, um, about what <laughs> this would be. Um, if you don't say goodbye... By John Cicada? No, it is not going to be John Cicada. Um, oh, man. I, Thunder Road. Thunder Road might be a good one. It'll be good. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. 
Yeah, that'd be a good one. It's, I think. That's, uh, that's what I already have planned. So. Oh, okay, that's fine. Okay, All right. If if I go before you, Jim, I want you to play "Dust in the Wind" oh at my, my funeral. God. Like me, actually play the guitar and like yes, sing it. Yes, I want you to play. Jim does not play, play guitar at ceremonies. I'm gonna. I'm gonna hold your your ashes in a, in a coffee can, like in Big Lebowski. Throw it, throw it into the wind. He enjoyed breweries from all up and down the coast, <laughs> from Rhode Island that was above Massachusetts. Yeah. To and just oh, like so many boys at, you know, at Hill three forty two. Oh, all right. Favorite question. Uh, wedding you've attended other than your own mm. that was your favorite. Oh, Can't use your own wedding. It has to be Brian and Aliens, I think. Um, we just had so much fun. We had so yeah. much fun. There was drinking in the hotel lobby. There yeah. was smuggling of alcohol. There was so much sweaty dancing. A curated hour-long playlist to end oh, yeah. the, yes. the reception. All I remember is Fat Bottom Girls. Yeah, you would be shocked with my choice of music. Usually, that I had created an hour playlist to end the wedding. That it has was been wonderful. was yeah. very. I remember well the pigs in a blanket. I remember yeah. the yes. picturesque setting. It was beautiful. I beautiful remember the hotel. very hot church. Oh, well, that church. was one of those churches up in you know Boston that has been around since no God knows when. Woo. Yeah. It was my mm -hmm. brother Kevin almost died, I think. Um, <laughs> all right. It was a fun I think Jerry, Jerry said every, every time I look at him, he looks more and more like Steve Buscemi. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, okay. Deep thoughts question here to round out five questions this week. A young Jim DeSanto asks you for advice for a romantic comedy to watch with a certain young lady who was once a Dennis Edwards girl for a first date. What do you tell him to watch with her? So I didn't know if this counts as a romantic comedy. I guess it does, but it's got some other aspects. It'd have to be The Princess Bride. So it's the go it's every go time, Brian. All yes. go. It's always to the answer. First date, Princess Bride. Every Brian time. asked this on Twitter. Or well, not this question. Chances are, don't watch no. that fucking movie. Talk about no. boner killer. No. <laughs> chances are. Oh yeah. Let's watch that or Gone Girl. Yeah. Yeah. Either of those should be fine. <laughs> Gone Girl. <laughs> Yeah, or mazes and monsters. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Mazes do and monsters is that actually could be funny. Maybe that. Uh, I feel like you're guaranteed to have a makeout session because that's yeah. one of those movies that gets so awkward that it's like I guess we gotta do something yeah. else. No good. <laughs> uh, and that is five questions. Now I have a question, um, follow up question to that. Was yes. that in reference to something that happened? Did, did Jim ever ask Brian for advice on no. a movie to show I a young woman? advice so many times throughout <laughs> the years. Yes. <laughs> Clearly, I was the person who should be giving lots Because suddenly I'm questioning advice. all of my life choices. So sometimes, you know, you have a compass that always points north. Yeah. Sometimes you have a compass that points <laughs> south and you know you need to go the other way. So no. did you ask for advice and then you chose otherwise? What? I don't I remember that. I don't remember that. You know, that I was not a real scenario. That. I did offer my VHS copy of Chances Are to borrow oh if God. he wanted to, though. Oh and he said he God. said no. Um, all right. So th this, this is the so end. so terrible. <laughs> oh. Well, don't worry. We talk about Chances Are in a couple of weeks for our one-year oh, anniversary. We are wait. doing Chances Are, so don't worry. We will chances get back are, to that. Chances Are, I'll miss that show. Uh, okay. 
you will be there and you will enjoy every second of it. Uh, this comes to an end for mm. Amazon August. Uh, we had three great films. None of my four films weddings got and a picked. funeral. Can we know what else None is of in Katie's the Yeah, thing? should we see what else is in the box? What's uh, in the box? What's in the box? Uh, hold on. Let me see. I got the box. Uh, so we had... Let's see quickly here because we're running long on time. No, uh, I put in good good time, which is a Robert Pattinson movie that's independent film that uh-huh. everybody loved. Uh, we had Overboard, we had Clue, we had uh, another one of Jim's films, House, yes. not the TV show. Uh, we had Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. We all had right, right. Teen Wolf. Someone put um, in too many. We just I kept... still haven't heard mine. Oh no! Overboard clue oh, and. Overboard. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! Wait, there was another one. Yeah. I'm oh. trying to remember because I threw a bunch of the slips out. Oh, um, that's very convenient. You threw the slips out. You picked terrible yeah. movies. Come on, were mine even in the box? What they in were the in the box. <gasps> this All is right. I would have been happy with clue or I need overboard. You to check those chads dangling chads uh next week is our back to school special movie selection um it is time to go back to school dark no crystal. more summer vacation dark crystal was in the mm-hmm, box mm-hmm. no dark you didn't say dark no, crystal you had three I comedies i can't remember what the oh, other I one was had you had three comedies not dark crystal now um right. so this Back to school movie is not necessarily about going back to school, but it's someone who's going back to a school in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll be looking at John Cusack in Gross Point Blank. Yes, I'm yeah. excited about. I'm very excited about this movie. I, love I haven't John seen it in a long Cusack. time. I love Jeremy Piven. I love High School Reunions. I hope this holds up. I have. I think it will. I love Minnie. I Driver. think it will too. I love June Cusack. Yes, I think it's going to be great. Uh, It is available uh, and streaming on HBO now. So if you have HBO, it is there for you to watch. Remember to like, review, subscribe, uh, share, uh, review everything and everything. Is this the same time, uh, same place situation? Are we on for next Sunday? Same time, same place. We are on for same time, same place place, uh, next week. Um, And Scout Scout the dog will be here. Uh, Andy McDowell will not be there. Yep. So that will be a plus. She's not in that movie. Um, another brunette, mm, curly-haired lady mm, will be. Yeah. Maybe I'll find another John Sakata song for next week. Yeah. All right. Goodbye, everybody. All right, bye. Bye. bye.